When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of Bad Language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This is a Victory Monday. And Yahoo, we are loving it. Well, not everybody's loving it. There's some pessimism in Pittsburgh. I get it. I am not going to begrudge anybody for being pessimistic on Pittsburgh and Pickett. Because that is what is happening. The team's six and three. Although what we're hearing right now is bad. It's not sustainable. You can't continue to do this. Something very interesting, though, as I just jump right into it. What I'm supposed to say here is, yeah, it's bad language. It's a victory Monday. Yay. I'm supposed to say here, part of the Fans First Sports Network, part of Steel Curtain Network, I'm supposed to tell you right now that if you missed another great episode of Jeff Hartman and Let's Ride this morning, then you're missing out. Check it out. It's a flagship show. It's a studio show. It's fantastic. It's every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So good. He has winners and losers, and there were some good winners on that list. I'm not going to tell you who the losers were, but one of them. It's definitely going to be Kenny Pickett. And we talked about this show last week when we were talking about narratives. We're talking about, is Kenny the guy? And I said, you know, the guy doesn't come around every single time we draft a quarterback. And I still continue to say that. But I've been through this entire scenario so many times with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They had the guy in Ben Roethlisberger, but when was the last time he really was the guy? Sure, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the last decade ran into Tom Brady and ran into Peyton Manning, and there were a lot of guys there. There were a lot, there's a lot of competition. If there's no Tom Brady, sure, the Pittsburgh Steelers probably would have won so much more. Ben Roethlisberger could have been Tom Brady. Who knows? But we're not discussing that because there's no reason to discuss that. But what we're discussing here is the fact that it's very rare that you replace a legend with a legend. Sure, we saw Green Bay do it. We saw San Francisco do it to an extent. Even though they were both in the Hall of Fame, It was different because Steve Young was in there right away. He came by in 87 and he sat for a while. 
But sure, San Francisco did it too. Not many other teams do. Look at how New England is struggling. They never found the guy to replace Tom Brady. They started with Cam Newton. The Mac Jones experiment looks to be done after he was benched. We know it. Wow, the uh, Indianapolis Colts thought they replaced a legend with a future legend and looked like Andrew Luck was going to be that guy. He retired early. Did not last long. A lot of that was health reasons. But Andrew Luck did not give the Colts the glory that they were hoping for. I don't think anybody would have ever called Andrew Luck a bust, but he didn't lead him to the promised land. Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers in their last 18 games, they're 13 and five. And if I do my math correctly, I would probably say that they're 12 and five officially under Kenny from that time because he doesn't get credit for the Carolina win because he didn't play in that Carolina win. That's Mitch Trubisky's win. He also was the quarterback of record when the Steelers lost and Mitch Trubisky threw three interceptions against Baltimore last December. He gets credit for that loss. He got knocked out very early in that game. A lot of people argue that if Kenny Pickett stayed in that game, the Steelers win that game. We never know. With the rise of fourth quarter Kenny, with that being a thing, and it really is a thing, could have the Steelers beaten Jacksonville? Yeah. Could have they beaten Houston? Probably not. By the way, Houston's not a sad loss anymore. They look to be a playoff team. They knocked off the Cincinnati Bengals. Thank you very much, Demeco Ryans and company. We appreciate that. Pittsburgh Steelers got a lot of help, but bad. Cleveland still won. Yeah, it's a good thing Cleveland won because they beat Baltimore. That's everything you wanted to happen. You're probably, who do you root for this week on Thursday Night Football? You're rooting for Cincinnati. But you don't lose if you're the Steelers because one of them gets knocked out. Knocked down, excuse me. My gosh, if Cincinnati loses, that would be loss number five. If Baltimore loses and Pittsburgh finds a way to beat Cleveland, Pittsburgh's back in first place. Right now, if you look at the playoff picture, how about this? The wild card teams are the Steelers number one, Cleveland number two, and Houston number three. Buffalo Bills, uh-uh, not in there. Cincinnati Bengals, uh-uh, not in there. What a shocker that is. Those teams played in the division playoffs last year. Wow. That's just amazing to me. Look. Sustainable's possible. 
This might be the identity of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We just don't know. But there is a conundrum with Kenny Pickett. I'm going to tell you this flat out. No, Kenny Pickett is not playing the way I want him to play. In fact, I'm pleading with Kenny Pickett. I'm pleading with the organization. Do whatever you can to make this guy better. You might say, but bad. He just doesn't have it. He's not it. I'm, I'm tired of it. Kenny's not it. I'm tired of Kenny not being it. Here's the bottom line to the whole thing. If the Pittsburgh Steelers had just better quarterback play with the way that offense was right now, is right now, with the way that running game is right now, if they were just elevated a little bit, wow, this is a team that could win a playoff game. This is a team that could go far. Sure, they've got other problems. They've got bigger problems on defense now. And we're finding that out. Defense might not be able to bail this team out all the time. But check this out. How much did the defense bail out the offense yesterday? Defense bailed themselves out. Patrick Peterson had a great game for the Steelers. He's very responsible for that win. That's why when you listen to Here We Go tomorrow, you're going to hear him as dude of the week. Spoiler, sorry. Sorry, Kevin. I spoiled that for us. Ellen Warren is probably going to get the game ball, though, from the fans. But Patrick Peterson's a guy you look at, too. I, I am not sleeping on Jalen Warren. He is so important in this team. You've got bang and burn now. Najee Harris. He's banging. Jalen Warren is pinballing and burning. Wow. You almost had a hundred yard game from two different guys. That's amazing to me. Najee looks reinvigorated. But it's the Kenny conundrum. We as Steeler fans, we need to have a guy to blame. Notice Matt Canada's not the guy to blame right now. There's not fire picket chance. But he's becoming the number one scapegoat. It's not Matt Canada. Now, I have gone on record saying that if they gave him, if they gave him being Kenny Pickett, better opportunities on offense, if they called better offense, they'd be in much better shape. But the fans are more on Kenny now than they are Canada. Matt Canada, it seems. But the hot seats shifted from OC to QB. Why is that? Is Matt Canada only good? Nah, he's not. He's still not the right guy either at OC. 
the biggest part of the Kenny conundrum to me, and you're seeing it on social media right now, you're seeing it on X or Twitter for those of you who can't call it X yet. You're seeing it. You're seeing the chart. They're not throwing down the middle. Man, I took a lot of heat on the post-game show yesterday. Because I'm saying, you know, Kenny did the things to get it done in the end, and he did. They're like, yeah, you're giving a guy a credit for a 10-yard scramble? Yeah. He made the decision to go against what he's supposed to do to try to force the ball down field, and he took off. I'd like to see Kenny Pickett do more of that. I'm giving him credit for that. Fourth quarter, Kenny looked like he was coming back. But he didn't have to be first quarter, Kenny, a good bit of that because the Steelers were in the lead. They were in the lead. That's why you didn't have to see them go on the offensive. That's why you saw them run the ball so much more. And it's easier when you have a good running game to be able to drain that clock like they did. Now, they were kind of keying on it. Then Kenny almost bails them out with a ball across the middle to George Pickens. That pick's going to get called. When I say pick, they're calling it a pick play on Calvin Austin. Did it really have a bearing on the play? No, I don't really think it did. But they call that play. My partner, Kevin Smith, did not like that that call. Dave Schofield made a comment on the postgame show that, hey, if it happens to us, we're asking for it to be called. And you're right, so I, I'm not complaining about that. We got a more cardiac unfriendly game and had to watch the Steelers pick off the ball in the end zone for a second straight week. People are getting tired of me, though, making excuses for Kenny Pickett. I'm telling you this. I want Kenny Pickett to play better. I think Kenny Pickett is better than this. I'm not advocating for it to continue to be just fourth quarter Kenny. And again, we almost had to have fourth quarter Kenny. I trust fourth quarter Kenny. I'd love to tell Kenny Pickett that, hey, it's the fourth quarter in quarter number one. But what happens? The guy engineers three drives at the beginning of the game that produce 17 points. And people have a problem with it. People have a problem with the fact that, oh, that was all the running game. That was all the play calling. That was it. He still helped organize that. That He was 10 of 14 at halftime. Only 85 yards. Look at Ben Roethlisberger when the Steelers were 15 and 1 and relying on Jerome Bettis and Deuce Staley. He didn't have to throw for a lot of yards not comparing them. I'm just saying. What I'm saying about Kenny Pickett is people are running out of patience. 
and people are getting angry because when you say, hey, they got the win, what do you want? Then they're saying, well, they're not going to be able to beat Kansas City with that offense. I don't know if we'd be seeing the Steelers beat Kansas City with Ben Roethlisberger right now. I'm not saying Kenny is absolutely the guy. But when you look at the quarterbacks they have on the roster, he's the guy for 2023. And all this, I'm seeing all this about the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers need to go ahead and look at drafting a quarterback in the first round next year. Don't expect that. They're not going to do it. They're going to give him a third year. They don't pull the plug on on guys like this. I talked about this last week. Terry Bradshaw would have been Ryan Leaf. He would have been run out of this town, even though Ryan Leaf was never in Pittsburgh. He would have been on a second team in his third or fourth year. He, you know, Terry Bradshaw would have been Mitch Trubisky, probably. He would have got an opportunity with another team. Yeah, he would have been on his third team right now. Gosh, we're seeing guys on their fourth and fifteen. And please, I'm going to say this. I, I don't have the answer for Kenny Pickett. I really think that Kenny it behooves Kenny Pickett to play better. Yes, this is an excuse. I think if Pat Fryermuth's in there, they're using the middle of the field so much more. Or at least they should be. I still think this has a lot to do with the coordination of the offense. Are they protecting Kenny? I don't know. But my goodness, if Kenny had better numbers and he wasn't getting the wins, we'd be going even more crazy. Me, I embrace the result. The Starship had a song. I believe it was not like 1987, 1988. Remember the Starship? I'm not talking about nothing's going to stop us now. I'm talking about tomorrow doesn't matter tonight. Sure, it always matters. But when do you pull the plug on a guy when he's winning? He's getting the results you ask for. The reason I bring up tomorrow doesn't matter tonight. No, the goal is to make the playoffs. The goal is to win in the playoffs. But I think right now is you keep progressing and you get there people on x and social media are talking about this being one of the worst offenses ever to be six and three i'm going to quote dave schofield again which i do all the time when was the last time you saw the standings reflect how many points how many yards a team has You don't. 
You've never seen it. Why have you never seen it? Because yards is not a factor in winning. In fact, a lot of times, I've seen teams get outgained because you have teams throwing it up when they're down. So I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm so confused on what we want as Steeler fans. There's a Kenny Pickett conundrum. The bottom line is we are going to love the Steelers no matter what. But you got to get on board with the fact that Kenny Pickett is your quarterback for the rest of the year. And for next year, too. It takes time to progress. He's not doing what you want to do as far as looking like the answer. But when the answer right now is a W, when Sesame Street says, hey, the Pittsburgh Steelers are sponsored by the letter W, You're taking it. I I don't get it. This is a results-driven world. And you could say that the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense is carrying the offense right now. Defense has problems. Defense has big problems. One of the biggest problems that the defense has is Minka Fitzpatrick's out. They are a different team when Minka Fitzpatrick's in the game. Number 39, Minka Fitzpatrick, along with the defensive backs coach, they're like, hey, we need to recall that November 1st game back in, I think it was 2020, when we picked off Willie Sneed in the end zone. Not Willie Sneed, but it was Lamar Jackson, but Willie Sneed was the receiver. Or I don't even think they picked it off. Uh, They might have knocked it away, but bottom line to it, he's like, we need to go to this formation. And I'm watching that formation. I'm like, wow, that is ballsy. of Terrell Austin to do. And he had to get convinced to do it. But it's a good thing they did. But when you have seven guys doing a picket fence and four rushing, you kind of feel like they can't go underneath. They have to throw it in the end zone. And you've got guys covering. They made it work. But for the second week in a row, they pick off a ball in the end zone. For the second week in a row, they lose a starting linebacker for the season. In that same game, they overcome that. But what are you going to do at inside linebacker right now? Everybody's worried about that, and they should be. There's people talking about, hey, can you move Nick Herbig inside easier said than done 
They said last week, absolutely not. Will they consider that now? Maybe. But they're going to have to get a guy off the couch. Or there's a possibility they can get Rashawn Evans off of the Cowboys practice squad because he is on the practice squad right now. Cowboys might try to elevate him real quick to protect him, but they can't send him back down. Rashawn Evans, a former number one pick of the Tennessee Titans, in that the Steelers were trying to get him that season. They might try to do that. I wouldn't be surprised if they go after Nick Kwiatkowski, local kid. He was in camp. He had a shoulder injury. They didn't bring him back. They cut him. He was one of the final roster cuts. He looked good before he got hurt. I'm just thinking that that might be a possibility. You have other guys you could elevate from the practice squad. Yeah. But you're going to have to bring in somebody off of the street right now. Because the trading deadline's over. Anybody that's saying, hey, you have to trade this guy, you have to trade this guy. I'm reading all this. Hey, trade Patrick Peterson. Trade Kenny Pickett. Trade all. <laughs> you just don't trade guys. And you can't. You absolutely cannot. When the trading deadline's over. So this was unforeseen stuff. Right after the trading deadline, two weeks in a row, you lose you lose the starting linebacker. They had a luxury, they had an excess of inside linebackers. Now they don't. They were getting good play out of those guys. Now they can't play. That's going to hurt the team as well, too. So it all falls back on Kenny Pickett elevating his play. And the bottom line to everything is Kenny Pickett is just a little bit better. Just a little bit better. Then this team is going to go a whole lot farther. We saw this movie last year when Kenny Pickett got better in November and December. But I don't know how much thick skin Kenny Pickett has. You want him to have thick skin and that's fine. We're allowed to complain about this. I have no problem with anybody complaining. But when I tell you that it's going to fall on deaf ears and you're telling me that you told me so, that Kenny Pickett's not the guy, what's that get you? Of course, Dave says, Dave Schofield, again, I'm going to quote him. He says, Steeler fans want to be right. They want to say, I told you so. good you were right about it but you're seeing progression out of Kenny Pickett that might have been his worst game in a long time but it didn't have to be his best game when the running game was humming the way it was and even though it was wiped out by a penalty 
Kenny Pickett made a a nice throw, throwing to George Pickens. And sure, receivers are going to drop balls, and quarterbacks are going to lose some stuff, lose some stats from guys dropping balls. I I actually think a person's completion percentage, if it's an egregious drop, I actually think they should only be credited with half an incompletion on that. Or maybe there's a drop analytic. I mean, you put a drop analytic for the wide receivers. Why can't it be credited to the quarterback? I don't know. But yeah, I'm going to probably protect Kenny Pickett by saying, give him time. Because guess what? You got to give him the rest of the year. You have nobody else. Kenny Pickett goes down. We're going to be sorry. We're going to be sad. But Mason, hey, if Mason Rudolph was good enough, if he was the guy, I don't care where Kenny was drafted or Mason Rudolph was drafted. If Mason Rudolph was the better quarterback, he'd be playing. He's not. I like Mason. I'm glad of where he is. But he's not. So there's things to look at here. Again, no problem with you being critical of Kenny Pickett. I don't know where it's going to get us right now, though. You could tell your friends and family, hey, you got you got it right. But I'm not ready to say that I got it wrong yet. I'm getting on the boat and I'm rowing with Kenny Pickett. It is a Kenny conundrum, but we're not complaining when they get that W. We don't have a problem with it. But now we seem to have more and more of a problem because of they won, but. When I was a kid, my parents would make fun of me when I would say, yeah, but. They're like, oh, here come the yeah, buts again. Because I was always arguing. I'm still arguing. But I'm not using the yeah, but here. The reason I'm not using the yeah, but is because there's nowhere else to go. And the bottom line is I'm happy with 13 wins in their last 18. And I hope that continues. This is a team that really at this point is in line. There's a possibility that this team Wins 10 or 11 games. If they just split their final eight games, it's a 10 and 17. And right now, I think that would be a disappointment. 
I'm hoping for 11. I'd love to see 12. If they go ahead and beat Cleveland next week, then they've got Cincinnati. Say they split with Cincinnati. Six and three team becomes seven and four. Then you have games you should not lose. And that's New England. That's Arizona. Not in that order. Arizona's first, then New England. Which, don't be surprised if that game gets flexed out. It's a Thursday night game and you could flex those games. I wouldn't be surprised if you lose that Thursday night game. And then after that, Indianapolis in Indy. It's three games right there. You could be looking at four out of their next five. So that's it. We've got a Kenny Pickett conundrum in Pittsburgh. But we've seen a lot of bright spots out of Kenny Pickett, and it looks like the guy is improving slightly. This isn't a full regression. But we're so worried that it is that we're getting blinded by the fact that Kenny Pickett is doing the things that need to be done to win football games enough right now. That's it. My name is Bernie Davis. This has been Bad Language. And as always, I ain't apologizing for nothing.